listening to the New Century Multiverse, Panther Soul. Chapter 10. Big Mouth Strikes Again. Colo Nash. How much to hire your massive lizards? Leah asks in Talish, the most common language of tigers. The short, surly grey patriarch scowls down at her, then up at me, before turning his vision outward over the scorching sands. Rent. Impertinent cup. <laughs> you boy. But then I got more mouths to feed. Big mouths, bigger than hers. And for the rest of their lizard lives. No, I think hiring them is a better idea for everyone involved, especially the lizards. She cocks her head as her small green companion clicks its jaw. <coughs> Crunchy says he doesn't like competition, and you don't want to see what he'll do to establish dominance on these lumbering lummoxes. One of the great mottled maroon creatures before us bellows, flapping its yellow neck sails, adorned with purple zigzagging tendrils. <laughs> See? He agrees. I gesture broadly as a crowd from the city streets begins to gather, curious as to what all this commotion is. He's telling you this makes sense. He bows to his new lizard overlord. I point at Scrunty, and while he wishes to serve as best he can, he doesn't want to be saddled with us forever. But he would like an adventure. That much is obvious. Poor things, slumping around out here in the sun. They drink the sun. Grey interjects. They need only a little water and food. It is light that powers their bodies. And good luck crossing the desert without one. Well, what's your normal asking price? <sighs> we'll divide that by three and call that the rental fee. And you're grabbing a bargain because you get the lizards back when we're done. Leaning against the lemon stone wall of the Basilica of the Fire Lion, Maximus holds up the opal for us to see. Grey spies it too. <sighs> These sun dragons cost one opal each. We don't have that much. The lion is destitute and insane, and thieves rob the panther blind. If he could afford a window, he'd piss out of it. But he can't. I don't even bother to correct her phrasing or specify to Grey exactly how I ended up out of pocket. I'm just enjoying watching her work. So, if we give you this one opal and take three rides, we'll bring them right back. Pinky swear. She does. How many times? I don't rent my animals. He is fuming now. His sons start making their way across the ranch towards this hubbub. Can we just give him the jewel and let Maximus ride that one? She whispers to me. It's a big desert. Keep going. Are these customers giving you trouble, father? A young, strong red tiger asks. The cup is haggling in all the wrong ways. The grey one gnashes, loud enough for the crowd to hear. And she's being very rude. She wants her ears boxed. Will you buy or won't you? Demands the second young tiger, whose fur is maroon. What if my bodyguard boxes all of your ears for a trio of rides? If we beat the living cack out of him, will you go away? He'll defeat you all. He's not scared. We should tend your hide as well, the Grey Father declares. But there's nothing in this for us. 
We've got this. She pulls out the Cicerone and waves it in front of their eyes. Put that away right now. Wait. What is it? Fortune and glory. Hmm. If you three beat him, then you'll get to keep it. If he beats you, you give us the three lizards, and he, the old lion over there, will return them to you when our expedition has concluded. And you can be the first kit to start a rental business out here. Corner the market. I glance behind us to see if any of the crowd have spotted what she is holding. They look back at me expectantly. Would these fights be one-on-one? -on -one? Gray asks. Leah cries, loud enough for every cat to hear. Three on one. Three lizards, three tigers. He can take you all. <laughs> Deal. The patriarch announces. I bump paws with him and his sons. <laughs> you are a foolish cub, and your father is about to get his tail thrashed. I ain't her dad. I declare. But she's right. You come at me three on one, I'll whip all of you together. Makes my day easier. I stride out into the center of the lizard enclosure. Do not hurt my animals. Grey growls. He is already cautious. I will use this and everything around me. All that is in their heads. The eyes of the crowd and their fickle allegiances. I won't go near your fat reptiles. I want them strong for when I win. <laughs> Bloated windbag. Red sneers circling around behind me. You're no match for the three of us. Y'all got that right? I'm no match for you? If I... If I... If I coughed up three hairballs and taught them to waddle under those heightened circumstances, then we would have a match. I hear laughter. Look at y'all. Y'all won't beat me. I'm too fast. You're looking at the one who'll drop you under the sun. How fast are you? Maximus yells out as he draws forward from the crowd. Fast! Fast enough to last. I'm faster than the second that just done passed. You nasty little bastards, I'll beat you half-assed. And we roar together in pre-triumph. Go tell your mama, I'm inflicting trauma. Greatest in Rama, bring on the drama. There is excited jabbering in the crowd and I am recognized by several cats. I bounce back and forth, swagger for the audience and flash my fists. Look at this guy. I point my fist at the red sun. He's so ugly, he took one of these lizards to a dance and people asked her, why are you doing this to yourself? You dance pretty well, Twinkle Claws. Red jeers. Yeah, I do. I point at the nearest sun dragon. And your mate over there better keep her eyes open for tips. I will give you all dancing lessons, fighting lessons, and sleeping lessons. I gloat, kissing my knuckles. Y'all can beat me all together. I will crawl away from here. You'll never see my face or hear my voice again. Is that a promise? It's something that can't possibly happen. So yes. You talk too much, says the maroon bruiser, making his way towards me, casting a long shadow. You! I point at him. You're so slow, I could ride to the edge of the desert and back before you can reach me. Why are you waiting so much? Why are you wasting so much of these good people's time? He growls and lunges at the space I previously occupied. I dart away and bounce back and forth, zipping my tail behind me, taunting him. 
Ugly. I pointed his red brother. You might land a hit, seeing as you're faster than him. Well, that's not saying much. I've had yawns faster than him. But looking at your muscles, I can tell you're gonna be hitting me as hard as a feather. You could pound me all day and I wouldn't feel it. That's an invitation, by the way. I don't care that you're ugly. You have a great sense of humor. And that could turn a guy's head. This really gets him riled. He swipes with his claws out. Oh, you almost got me there. Listen, if you're very good and you tell me some jokes, I might find you an itch to scratch. I'll scratch you good. He sneers and swings at me multiple times. I curve and angle my upper body away from him, my paws now behind my back. Almost got a little to the left. The crowd erupts with laughter and I see Leah and Maximus grin as my opponent snarls. And you! I shout at their father, now dodging away from both sons, as Grey closes in. You're so old! How old is he? Maximus bellows. He's so old when you fight him, it's like having a dried up log fallen. Grey snarls. I elaborate. Cut him in half and count the rings, you'll be dead of old age before you reach the center. Grey roars in indignation. I am merciless. He's so wrinkled and saggy, when I met him, I wanted to put my pajamas up his ass. Grey slashes at me, repeatedly, angry tail twitching. I do not relent. You brought out this great snail that chased me around, and your other cub with his gentle touch. But you forgot age before beauty. And even though your sons are as hideous as my last two shits, you're still so ancient and decrepit that you should have been first in line. Grey roars in fury and dives at me. I spin and evade. <laughs> I just caught a gust of air from a crypt. Like a skeleton took exception to my burrowing into his underground house. And now he wants to put his mottled grey bones on me. Not today, my venerable fossil. All three strike, one after the other. I move so fast that they stumble across the paws of their relations. The crowd are cheering. I flash them a smile, then shout at the patriarch once again. Tell me about your cubhood before we discovered that newfound thing they call fire, and this wheel everyone's been talking about. Shut his drawers! Oh, so help me, I shall tear his throat out! Tell us no fair, old Muggy. We had a deal and you three would have beat me, not kill me. But it is too late. They are beyond words now. Each of them lashes out, desperate to lay a paw on me. But you can't catch me. I'm too fast for y'all. Last night I raced a moonbeam and won. I pounded a mountain so bad it's a valley. I'm so fast I could catch the shadow of your tail and lasso you with it. That is a catawall. The crowd are paying me tribute. I pause and spring away. I spy beautiful faces of every gender and deliberately take a moment to preen and flex as the tattoos over my arms, chest and face burn making these potential romantic conquests gasp in awe. So what's it to be, you old gray hairy branch? My jeer at my opponents. You gonna send your giant sloth my way before I come for you? Or will it be the butthole-faced kitten with his soft little paws? <sighs> Shut up! Screeches the father, panting with exhaustion now. He flings stable dirt up into my eyes as I make my first mistake and collide with the bigger brother who clamps his massive arms around me. Got you. He hisses and sinks his fangs into my shoulder. I scream with pain and fury, loud enough for everyone to hear. 
Look at this! Look at this dishonorable, gutless display. The Pantheon are staring down at you three wormy slobs right now and shaking their heads, thinking, where did we go wrong? The Patriarch and his red offspring dive forward, drawing clawed strikes back, aiming at my chest, ready to kill me now. My lower paws launch out from under me and slam across their bodies as I run up these colliding walls of enraged fur, finding myself vertical and high in the air as the big one takes the full force of their charge right to his trunk. His arms come loose and I am free, spiraling through space, only to come battering down with serious purpose now. Time to end this. I slam my paw against the side of the Greybeard's head. It collides with the nose of the big one as Red closes in on my left. He is swiping wildly, leaving his midriff exposed. I duck, my right paw jabs his sternum, and as he doubles over in shock, my left hooks up, clocking him to the jaw. All three collapse as the crowd roars in surprise and appreciation. Maximus is nodding and clapping his paws together. I hold my own aloft, drinking this adulation into me, then catch sight of Leah. Her face should match their level of approval, but I spot something else in there. It's traces of pity and guilt. I look down at the unconscious tigers and shake it off. I don't feel that at all. What's the problem, princess? You said you were the greatest fighter who ever lived. And? And I didn't realize it was true. She replies incredulously. If you wanted to, you could have just beaten them to a pulp and stolen their lizards. She leans past me and regards their crumpled forms in the dirt. Looks like you wanted to. Hey, I got us exactly what we- Have you noticed your voice changes? She interrupts me, glaring. Depending on what you're doing and who you want to impress. Flabbergasted, I put my paws on my hips and lock eyes with her. Hustling them was your idea. Treating them like garbage was yours. <sighs> Crunchy thinks you're a dickhead. Now pick a god's damn dragon already. I sigh to Maximus as she pads off. What is the penalty for regicide? Crunchy has a point. He shoots back. You were the heavyweight champion. Those tigers look like they get into pub brawls, but not much more. Were you trying to prove something to these guys? Or you? And finally he gestures to the gathered crowd. Or them? I grimace and start waving for the assemblage to disperse. Alright, show's over. The youngsters are imitating my moves. Everyone is talking about me. I spy lingering glances from various shapely, handsome and pretty cats. But the fact that we have a cub to look after pours cold water on these prospects. A thought prickles. What if I just slide away with one or two of them for a little romp in the den? But something keeps me where I'm standing. I make a mental note to save this victory mating session for later. I owe that to myself. We wait for the losers to return to consciousness and begrudgingly give us our new rides. Beatrix. I watch from the very back of the periphery of the crowd, 
as this braggart sends everyone away. Myself, Lyseth, and Rikish keep our dark nomadic wrappings on to avoid being identified out here. I dearly miss the support of the open ocean. But one thing we all spotted was when the Lynx Cup pulled out the keystone. I just hope nobody else knew what that was. You have been listening to episode 10 of Panther Soul, Big Mouth Strikes Again, written, edited, and directed by Alexander Shaw. Colo Nash, performed by Alex Shaw. Leah, performed by Willow Shaw. Maximus, performed by Spencer Lieb. Short Grey Tiger Papa, performed by Orion Richardson. Mean Red Tiger Brother, performed by Vinay P. Nariani. Big Maroon Tiger Brother, performed by Name Chibiti. And Captain Beatrix, performed by Loretta Saylor. Make your decision by Dan Philipson of Shockwave Sound. Panthersoul theme, Zard, composed and performed by Jason Bradley Livesey of Shockwave Sound. Spirit of the Girl and Whimsy Groove, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Desert, composed and performed by Innova. And Oasis City Ambience from Tabletop Audio. The New Century Multiverse is funded by Patreon. And our $15 sponsors get credit every episode, so thank you to Aaron Lecluse, Abel Savard, Alejandra Vargas, Alex Brewington, Angus Lee, Benjamin Hoffer, Brian Novak, Cassandra Newman, Chris Finnick, Christopher Wolf, Kieran Dashler, Connor Kennedy, Dan Mayer, Daniel Salguero, Dan Hepner, Dave Hickman, David Sheely. Finbar Nicole, Frankie Punzi, Greg Downing, Jameis Enright, Jesse Ferguson, Joe Crow, Joel Robinson, Johan Clayson, Joe G, Josh Waster, Kat Esman, Kevin Vahey, Lorraine Chisholm, Marty Polmeyer, Matthew A. Siebert, Michael Hasco, Robbie Crow, Sarah Montgomery, Tima Hellas Hario, Tim Rosensky, Timothy Green, Toby Jungius, Tom Painter, Trey Contreras, and Valencia Burns. For the maximum New Century Multiverse experience, you need to be checking out the podcast Through the Wind Door, where Greg Downing and Toby Skills Jungius talk us through each story like a book club and go into mind-boggling depth. I don't know about you, but I like having my mind boggled. They're currently up to Steamheart. And if you want to read the entirety of Panthersoul right now, it is available in a gorgeous paperback on Amazon.com. Alternately, you can support this project for $10 on Patreon and get access to all the New Century eBooks and audiobooks, 